10 years from now, we will have a talent pool that will be so much more capable than we have today in solving <clears throat> specific problems. Leading innovation in their companies. How gravity works. Why are we so different from the chimpanzee? Safe drinking water for all. What about today? It's time to recapture the spirit of innovation. This is your brain. It's an invention of mine. We're ready to go and we're going to do it. This is your brain on innovation. Innovation. Innovate. It's up to us to make it something wonderful. It keeps my brain alive. That's what gives me hope. So we began this week with a conversation about innovation, part of a series we're calling Flash Forward. Is there a method behind the magic of successful innovators? Then we got the sad news of the death of Steve Jobs, who lived that magic of innovation, perhaps better than anyone in the past century. Jobs co-founded Apple in 1976 as a techie maker of computer boxes. But it was Jobs' nuanced understanding of design and human psychology that helped him create one of the most successful brands in history, responsible for changing work and play, media, language, even the way science is done. Designer John Mida, speaking yesterday on the program, said that Jobs taught Americans the way to lead in the 21st century. Listen. Steve Jobs taught us all how to lead with technology, how to lead with design as the cultural ambassador of the United States, how for all of us to aspire to something that isn't just about a few transistors, resistors, a display, a touchscreen, that technology is transformative, and only through design can we really communicate it. Design, technology, leadership, that's what innovation is all about. According to John Might, it was a great insight yesterday on the program. We want to extend on that conversation with Stephen Johnson, author of Where Good Ideas Come From, The Natural History of Innovation. It was just released in paperback. He's also editor of the just-published The Innovator's Cookbook. Also here is advertising consultant, our good friend, uh, Cindy Gallup, who knows all about branding and marketing and Steve Jobs' legacy there. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Uh, what do you think about this fusion of techie technology design and this more nuanced understanding of human psychology as perhaps the magic ingredients that uh, bring innovation into a kind of math-scale transformative process. Um, I think that's absolutely true, um, John, but the way I'd sum it up is that what Steve Jobs was fantastic at understanding was usability. So he took technology and he humanized it in a way that made it enormously usable and a wonderful user experience for everyone on the planet. Stephen Johnson, do you think of design as a form of leadership, as a kind of cultural ambassadorship? Yes, but I think you know the important point to remember is that Jobs helped us understand, I think Cindy's pointing to this as well, that design is not just uh, making something look cool. Or it's not just you know putting some interesting material on on, on something or, or getting a cool new color. You know, design is about the totality of the experience of of, of using the product. Um, and and I think when people tried to emulate what Jobs was doing, what Apple was doing, you know, they often just said, well, let's just make the gadget look kind of neat. And and they didn't really think through the whole process of how the the consumer interacts with it the way that Apple did. That's Stephen Johnson. We're also talking with Cindy Gallup, uh, who's here in the studio. Well, here's something I don't understand. There were a lot of conversations yesterday about how Jobs thought intensely about the consumer, putting himself in that role in many ways, in the way he approached design. But he hated traditional market research, which seems to be is all about thinking about the consumers. How can you love the consumer but hate market research as an innovator, Cindy Gallup? Um, well, um, Stephen, Steve Jobs was all about Alan Kay's great quote, in order, um, in order to predict the future, you have to invent it. He was about inventing the future, and as he said quite rightly, consumers cannot tell you what they want. 
So we don't necessarily know. We can only react to things in the context of the familiar. And Steve totally understood that if you want to give people things that they will fall madly in love with for the future, then you decide what those are based on a real understanding of, of people and how they operate. But you actually have to invent the future yourself. Cindy Gallup, that's a great takeaway. The consumers cannot tell us what they want, but buried in there are, are the impulses that create innovation. Stephen Johnson, how do you, you know, how, how do you mechanize that? How do you codify that? Uh, you know, where do we look for the next Steve Jobs invent the future sort of sensibility? Well, one of the things that's so important about both Jobs' career and Apple's culture in general is that. It, it was, they were not just technologists, right? Um, Jobs always talked about Apple as being at the intersection of technology and the liberal arts. Um, and, you know, in his famous Stanford speech, he talked about the importance of going to a calligraphy class when he was a, a Reed college dropout, and that that ultimately affected the way that the Macintosh was designed and so on. And so it was that kind of mixing of of kind of different fields and different disciplines, not just in the technology space, and borrowing from other fields and kind of bringing them over, which is a big theme in the history of innovation, um, that I think Jobs' whole career and the company created really, really embodied. You know, Cindy Gallup, we were at a party last night uh, for Steven Pinker, who was on this program this week, talking about the decline of violence in the world. But at that party was Jeff Bezos' dad. And we had a conversation over in the corner talking about how this sense of Steve Jobs is gone who inherits this, the torch is being passed. Um, do you think there are individuals in technology right now, maybe a Jeff Bezos, uh, possibly not a Bill Gates, but someone who inherits this mantle, who takes the good lessons of uh, Steve Jobs and moves forward, continuing this Invent the Future mission? Oh, I think what Steve Jobs has done is he's absolutely set up an opportunity and a vision that I think there are many, many potential Steve Jobs at the moment. The whole point is we can't tell who they are right now, just as we couldn't tell who Steve was when he was a college dropout. But he's absolutely provided the inspiration that I think will ensure there are many more to come. Stephen Johnson, have corporations codified this intersection of liberal arts, the emotional qualities of technology in their own uh, sort of uh, corporate cultures, or is it more a numbers game in American corporations? You know, I think there are some that are out there. Um, you know, you definitely, as I go around talking to these companies, you definitely see some places where people say, oh, we want to learn from companies like Apple and, and Google and and make our environments more innovative, and so we've put a foosball table in. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, there's so these kind of these superficial attempts to capture some of that kind of open-ended quality that... that these great firms have had um, in the Bay Area. But but you do see more and more people realizing that innovation is something that has to be kind of, it's not something you do once a year at a creativity retreat. It's something that has to be kind of baked into the into the company kind of through and through. And and so I think the, the fact that Apple turned out in the end to be such a massive, you know, commercial capitalist success as well as just a kind of creative success the way it was for, for so long um, is, is a great validation, validation of the importance of of that kind of innovation and, and design. The Apple brand, uh, Cindy Gallup, survived Steve Jobs? Um, yes, actually, um, one thing I would really pay tribute to Steve Jobs for is the fact he understood his brand needed to be bigger than him. He planned out a succession policy, which not many founders do, and he has left behind a brand that will endure um, uh, without him, sadly, at the helm. Flashing forward beyond Steve Jobs, our conversation on innovation continues online at thetakeaway.org. We're speaking with Stephen Johnson, author of Where Good Ideas Come From, The Natural History of Innovation, editor of The Innovator's Cookbook, and Cindy Gallup, advertising consultant and expert on branding. Stay with us.
Continuing now with Stephen Johnson and Cindy Gallup. Uh, Stephen Johnson, you, you have this uh, uh, book called The Innovator's Cookbook, right? Yes. And, uh, I mean, that's it suggests that uh, innovation is as simple as following some instructions. That seems to uh, clash with uh, exactly what you were talking about a few moments ago. Well, I think that what I found both in, in Innovator's Cookbook and Where Good Ideas Come From is that there are these kind of recurring patterns that you see in the lives of, and of, of innovative individuals and in corporations. Um, and one of them is actually, and this is an important thing to say about jobs, um, is that innovation is a, a so often a collaborative act, and and not to take anything away from Jobs as genius, he's one of my heroes. But he also one of the things that characterizes his life is that he, he is he formed these partnerships with with people who had very different talents. I mean, Wozniak in the early days of Apple was a brain engineer, very different from Jobs' particular skills, and his partnerships with Jonathan Ive, who was a, you know, really the design genius at Apple, um, and Tim Cook, who did this amazing stuff with kind of operational efficiencies. So, you know, innovation is a, is a network process. Um, it's, it's not just kind of lone rogue geniuses. And uh, Cindy Gallup, is that the takeaway then? Make Jonathan Ive the, the you know, reclusive, uh, never wants to be seen in public, brilliant designer, the head of the operation? Um, well, um, t- um, Tim, Tim Cook is the head of the operation. Right. Um, but obviously, um, as Stephen says, um, what Jobs has created is a culture of innovation that informs, hopefully, everybody within Apple in such a way that his legacy can continue through the people he left behind. Is innovation a matter of giving designers respect within the company and giving them more of a leadership role? I mean, I think designers have been waiting to be made leaders for the last you know, 50 years, Stephen Johnson. I think that's part of it, yeah. Instead of saying, okay, we've built the product, um, we know you know, where we're going to sell it and how much we can sell it for, now let's just figure out what it looks like on the surface. <laughs> Start with design and let everything else kind of flow out of that. Stephen Johnson, author of Where Good Ideas Come From, The Natural History of Innovation. Uh, Cindy Gallup, can you build a brand independent of the quality of the experience of whatever product you're selling? I mean, you know, Coco Chanel, I suppose, did that. Um, t- uh, um, no, t- um, the um, the brand absolutely has to be underpinned by quality. Otherwise, um, there is no brand. But what Steve Jobs really understood was that a brand starts with who you are. Great brands go, this is what I stand for. This is who I am. Either you're with me or you're not. I don't mind if you're not because there are always people who will be. And so he was himself. He created Apple to be the brand that it is and not to really care what anybody else thinks. And that's why we all love it and want it. Is Google like that brand or are they more the put the foosball table in the uh, building? and uh, innovation will come idea that Stephen Johnson was talking about? Um, no, I, um, I, um, Google, Google have a very strong product, but I think that um, they need to potentially think more about the humanization and the usability of that product in terms of the end consumer in a way that makes us all love the brand as much as we love Apple. Stephen Johnson, is Google for real on this, or are they more the uh, foosball in the lunchroom business? No, I think Google is the other great you know, innovator. Um, but the, you know, the, the one thing that I would say that's interesting about Apple's marketing is at the end of Jobs' life, the, more and more of the ads that you saw for iPad and iPhone just showed the product working. Right. They, you know, it was just the screen, and it just showed you things that you could do on the screen. There was, it was nothing other than just look at this amazing object and what it can do. And you put is, your own face in the ad, uh, which is also part of the genius. Cindy Gallup, Stephen Johnson, thanks for a fascinating discussion. Pleasure. Cindy Gallup, advertising consultant, Stephen Johnson, editor of the Innovators Cookbook.